Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got Crash Plan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. Crash Plan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Hey friends, so we're putting an intro at the top of this episode because we had every intention to talk about all of our plans for Q1 and like the cool, exciting stuff that we're trying and people we recently hired and strategies were like starting and all of that stuff. And then somehow we got down a rabbit hole of intuitive business ownership and contentment and our problem with happiness and everything in between. So we're saving that other episode. And what you're hearing today is slightly different than what you think you might be getting ready to hear yes. in just a couple seconds. So I, I might sound like I'm introing it, but just spoiler alert. That's, that's not what we're talking, talking about. <laughs> but it's still really good. Oh, so good. Stay until the very end. We put our disclaimer at the very end of the episode. So make sure you listen to the whole thing to hear that too. So I need to preface this episode with you knowing Emily's mental state going into this episode. <laughs> Thank you. Because she's had a morning. I'm over it. <laughs> Not only did she spend, I don't even know, four hours at a um, salon. No, yeah, from 2 to 6.30. Watching her child ball her eyes out, getting grades for the first time. But her phone lost its SIM card inside of itself. Somehow. And her computer keeps saying she doesn't have any application memory. I don't even know. Here's what I'm legitimately confused about with this process. Because I don't remember putting the new SIM card in. However, when we ordered the phone, I'm sure you... Did you specify that it was an AT&T carrier? Because you ordered my phone for me. No, it's unlocked. So you would have had to... So that means there's no SIM card. Okay, here's the weird part. How long have we had these phones? Three months? At least three or four. Three or four months. I don't remember putting the SIM card in. I know I switched over service from my old phone to my new phone. So I was like, maybe I did it in that process, but I literally don't remember it. My phone has been working fine for four months. It wouldn't work without a SIM card, right? I don't know. But when you go to the store today, 
you're going to take both your old phone and your new yes. phone. Yes. And you're going to figure your shit out. So yes. all of that to say, if Emily sounds a little bit off her rocker, it's because I'm she's stressed, you guys. And this is how dependent we are on our phones. It's causing me anxiety. <laughs> I know. But today we are going to dive more into some of the behind the scenes of what we're focused on internally for Q1. And I know we talked about some of this back in December, but I feel like even we always do this. I feel like by the time we get to the first part of December, neither one of us can even think anymore. And so then nothing wants to happen anytime soon. And then we come back and then like all of these new ideas come up. Not that they weren't things we were already thinking about, but like action happens. Yeah. Oh, if we want that to happen, we actually have to do it. <laughs> right. So I feel like we're, we took a slow start to January. Which we always do. No, for sure. And, and very intentionally kind of easing into things. Mm-hmm. But there's definitely some, so I would say some pretty big projects that despite you and I kind of taking it slow, we've already made some big leaps in terms of like I agree. the right people in place to help us with XYZ things. Well, and I saw this thing as, oh, two things I also want to add to this episode, this conversation. I know I said I wanted to make this one short because I literally have to go to the phone store after this, but it might not be because I know what <laughs> like what we're going to all dive into today. But did you see our friend Courtney Shaw's recent Instagram post? No. So I can't pull it up because my phone doesn't fucking work, but you can pull it up and see it. We can link it in the show notes. She is doing my favorite thing right now where she's calling out like toxic mental thoughts about small business ownership. Uh And she's basically talking about what we have been talking about for the last year, where we stopped with the sexy revenue goal chasing and instead focusing on things that we know that, that work in our business. And so she had a really good Instagram post recently about this. And then I saw something from, I think it was from someone else where it was like, oh yeah, it was Gwen. She posted for all my overachievers out there at this point, I think it was like the 10th day of the month or something. And she was like, FYI, you're not going to reach your 2021 goal yet. It's only the 10th day of the month or something like that. Okay. And so I was like, juxtaposed in the same day of when I saw them because I resonated with both of them really well. <laughs> okay. So this, this is very telling because, you know, everything happens for a reason, yada, yada. I have things to say. So I looked it up. If you don't far, follow our friend Courtney Shaw, I, Shaw, Shaw, I don't shawl. know. It's like shawl. a shawl that you wear, shawl. shawl. But it's spelled C-H-A-A-L. Anyway, mm-hmm. it doesn't, it does matter. We'll link it. But what my point is, the like caption to like catch your attention mm-hmm. is entrepreneurs in December 2020. This year was so hard. I didn't hit my revenue goal. I'm so burnt out and I know I need to be kinder to myself. Entrepreneurs in January 2021. I need to make $100,000 this year to feel valued and successful as a human being. I'm already so behind. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying that's not real because a legit, oh my God, legitimately so last night, my husband and I were sitting down. Keep in mind, he left his corporate position July of two years ago. Okay, whatever. We uprooted our entire life, moved our entire house. We started caregiving for a 93-year-old woman. 
a lot has gone down in the last couple of months. And yet last night at the dinner table, he was like, I think I just need an extra 2000 a month. <laughs> and then he started talking and then he was like, I think I need an extra 120000 I was like, wait, what? those are two very different things. Okay. So then he just like started explaining about why he needs certain amounts of money. And then I just flat out was like, bro, Sif. Bro, Sif. <laughs> you need to get a wake up call here. And this is for all y'all because I know he is not the only one struggling with this right now. And then I promise we're going to get into what we're actually working on. But what I see so many people do is when they feel uncertain, unconfident, or when they're questioning their own like, I don't know, creativity and purpose and blah, blah, blah. We try to put artificial things in place that we think are going to validate who we are as people and make us feel like we have a reason for doing all the shit we're doing all the time. And I was like, what you're saying, I would believe you if you actually needed the money, but you don't. So let's break down like why you think you need it. And he's chasing and I feel like I'm like really putting him out there right now. But, but, anyone, but this is so anyone. many people. He's chasing artificial security. Yep. When in fact, he needs to instead find contentment where he's at now. Well, and that and that's the thing where we've as doers who are transitioning into beers, which if you don't know what I'm talking about, please go listen to the episode from December of 2019 that we have with Jessica Ely that breaks that down. But it's people who are transitioning from doers who chase an artificial anything, whether it's revenue, status, Mm -hmm. job title, position, following, it doesn't matter to then mean you're worth it, you're good at your job, you're smart, you're a good business owner, whatever you're equating that to mean for you, mm-hmm. the line always moves. You never mm-hmm. get to it. And I think that it's really interesting how those lines shift of what we say we have to have, not just with the number, but with also, okay, it used to be money. Well, now it's it's kids or it used to be this and now it's that, whatever, it doesn't matter throughout our lives when the goal, the absolute goal is to be 100% content. Please notice how we both said content and not happy because they're different uh, with where you're at right now. Happiness is fleeting. Contentment is like about like peace and chill and all of that. And so, cause I was like trying to dig into the logic. Okay. Yes. We live in a bigger house that has more expenses. I get that. But I asked him, I said, okay, cause it's tax season already. Oh my God. Don't even get Anyway, So I was like, okay, let's just break down personally. I'm not going to get into the numbers, but like, let's think honey about what's the year that when you still had your traditional job, what's the year that we made the most money as a household? Okay. Now, what did we make last year? Spoiler alert, more than when he was working full time and had a salary. Right. He's, he won't have to have that full time salary corporate job to that's not the thing that clearly made you feel secure or no. you would go get that. And he doesn't want to do that. No. 
and we don't need it financially. So like, what do you actually need right. to feel like you love yourself and you're content and you're satisfied and you're whatever? Yeah. So I don't know. I think this has taken, it's not just maturity. I feel like you have to go through like a season of chasing all the wrong things Mm -hmm. to come to realize what's actually important to you. And I don't know about you, but for me, my wake up call was like, cause I chased all the big, sexy, dreamy goals for so long. But when I got really sick Mm-hmm. which is now like four years ago, which seems crazy. Yeah. To me. I just really had a wake up call of like, what's important to me. And it wasn't money. I mean, I like money. Don't get me wrong. I like money. I like not having to worry. But about you don't money. like it for the reasons that you thought. Right. Previously. No, what I actually want is I want enough to feel stable so that I can spend my time, keyword mm-hmm. time, how I want to spend my time. And so me, instead of focusing on revenue, focusing on creating the lifestyle I want, which by the way, most of the time, because we all think a lot smaller than we think we do, what you want or what you keep saying you want is not all that far away from where you are. Like you can get there and be content if you learn to like quit chasing the next thing. Because I think you and I are way more content than we used to be. Oh, 100% because I stopped trying to be happy. And I just started trying to be content. Because and there's like truly go go down the TikTok rabbit hole. Find if you haven't unlocked like mental health TikTok please do that because I have unlocked that corner of TikTok and it is incredible. Some of the mindset shifts that I've gotten from that app, it's wild. So much. It's like, I've learned so much, but there's been a lot of videos where it's been broken down about, and it sounds really harsh for us to say like, stop chasing happiness. You'll never be happy because it's not an emotion that's attainable. Like happiness is euphoria and you feel it in, in a blip of, a child being born, a birthday, a dinner with a loved one. And that's amazing. And it's incredible. That's a high that you're always going to chase if you're wanting to feel that level of happiness, that emotion all of the time. If we honestly just switch, like what if if our goal was to feel anger, right? And you want to feel anger all the time because that's like the thing that all of us want to do. That's the thing that we're trying to achieve. Think about this week, this month, this year already, when when were the times where you felt anger, right? It wasn't all the time. It wasn't all the time. It was a blip when something was happening in your life or the world or your family or whatever. You can't maintain that emotion. You wouldn't want to. It's physically exhausting. And yeah, you realize that because it's a negative emotion, but it's the same exact same thing for happiness. Mm-hmm. Contentment is where we want to be. Right. And if you lean into what like Eastern medicine and wellness and spirituality kind of says, so many people talk about flow and like achieving flow. Flow to me is contentment. Flow is like you're very even killed, but also just like in touch with yourself. Yeah. And it's achievable, guys. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I definitely haven't perfected it. There are certainly this week alone has demonstrated there are instances where I get off of that contentment and I'm 
frustrated, obsessed, stressed, anxious, whatever, clearly, I don't think that it's even attainable to like anticipate contentment 100% of the time. But I think we're content when we think we should be happy. And it's the difference of that emotion is what we're trying to make up all of the time. And it's just, you don't have to. (laughs) No, I did. So because I just moved and I feel like I keep blaming that it has been very rattling to my because I'm a routine freak. Mm-hmm. I love it. I thrive on it. And well, and you were like moving in the and, and we moved at this exact same time when we moved into this house and we weren't doing the renovations that you were doing, but you moved literally during the holidays. And like we moved into this house on December 22nd, mm-hmm. three years ago. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, that time frame of the stress of moving and unpacking and then the holidays throw you off and then you're not working and then you go back to work. It's just all of these weird, non-normal circumstances. So I feel like I've been chasing getting back to that feeling of like calm and chill and whatever. And I was talking to my therapist and she's like, well, what are you craving? And this is something I, I encourage you guys to really think about. What are you craving? And I know you might think it's money or happiness or whatever, but like when you really think about the feeling you're missing, what is it that's there for you? And right now for me, it's not that I don't have things going on, okay? But I do definitely feel like this drain from lack of creativity. Yeah. And so she was like, okay, what makes you feel creative? And the most interesting thing came up for me. Y'all, it is not complicated. I feel creative when I feel refreshed and when I feel myself. And so like, spoiler alert, it's having a slow morning and having a cup of coffee and enjoying some sunshine, taking care of myself. Guys, this is not life-changing shit. I mean, it is life-changing shit, but it's (laughs) it's not hard to achieve. But I think we so often sit back and think about all the things we want. And the way we think we have to get there is so much more complicated than it needs to be. And I think the same is true in your business, which is going to lead me to finally discuss what we're talking about. Well, I I honestly think we should save that conversation for a different episode because I have more stuff I want to add to this one. And I think that this can serve a good purpose. What I want to talk about is we don't need to get into the reason why this is the way that it is because high capitalism, high expectations, high, high performers, all of that fuels into this. But how many times have you and I in the last year had to be there for each other to not let ourselves get back to the old way of thinking? Oh, for sure. Like Like all all the time. (laughs) I am so amazed by how that is the default for my way of thinking and you guys know this, right? Where it's like you have to rewire a new way of thinking or looking at something and it takes time. Truly, it does. Because I think it's it's easier, and I put air quotes around that because it's not actually easier. It's easier to get into that over-hustled entrepreneur mindset of doing the goals and breaking down the goals and having mind maps and achieving this and working backwards and reaching this metric. It's easier to be that version than it is to be chill about it. But 
and I, I know I've mentioned this on the podcast numerous times, but I'd love to check in with you, Abby. So last year I shared with our listeners how I wanted to get back to the more trusting my gut when it came to our business yeah. and being the person who was like, this is the right decision. Cause I can, I can literally feel it. And it's a, it's a skill that I've had my entire life, but I've ignored for really the, I've definitely ignored at multiple times in my life. But when it came to our business, I ignored it for about a year and a half mm-hmm. and it hurt us. It truly did. And so going into 2020, I spoke out loud and to Abby and to myself and multiple people that going back to that space of content and listening to my gut and working more intuitively was something I really wanted to do. So I started doing it at the Boss Project. And then when I started my earring business, I said to myself, I literally have nothing to lose. So the only way I'm going to run this business is intuitively, 100%. And so I think doing it there too has also helped me perfect the skill even more. But I can think of many instances, Abby, in our decision-making and our hiring and in different things that have come up with Boss Project where it has served us really well, especially in the last probably two quarters. Do you feel that? Yeah, I think leaning into that gut. So here's the thing. There's so much science to back this shit up. First of all, a gut feeling, for those of you who have not really studied it, you have all of these nerve and neuropathways in your body. But what what is not kind of leaned into as much as we keep thinking, keyword thinking, we keep like trying to go to our head with it because we think that's where all of these decisions are made. But we have, we make so many decisions in our gut and we refuse to pay attention to it, but we actually have essentially the equivalent of a second brain in a different part of our body. And so when yep. you say like leaning into your intuition, that is a literally leaning into a different part of your body for decision-making purposes. And it feels unnatural because school and society and everyone else has trained us to use our head. It's the same reason when you fall in love, it feels like a heart thing. It's because it is a heart thing. You also mentioned specifically that it takes time to retrain. It's because when we make decisions, we use certain neural pathways. And when we want to change how we behave, we literally, when you say you have to rewire, no, like literally you have to rewire your brain. And it takes time. The interesting thing is when I had my car accident and I had a traumatic brain injury, I lost many of my natural connections. Like they were just gone in an instant. I had this opportunity and I didn't see it as that at the time. Months later, maybe even a solid year later, I realized that it was an opportunity to retrain how I want to function, how I want to rely on myself and the way I want to operate. And, you know, if you are triggered by certain things or you lean into certain behaviors when certain shit goes down, when you feel uneasy or especially with everything going on in the world today, it's easy to get that like almost gut ache about helplessness around it. But how do you want to behave in those instances? We go back to patterns. 
You've created patterns over years and years and years, and you do the same thing all the time. And so if you're, it's the same reason when Emily gets stressed, that she gets kind of like bitter and angry. (laughs) And it's the same reason that I get like down and kind of sad and like upset. And it's because we've created these patterns of how we feel when certain things happen. But we can change that. Like if Emily didn't want to be spidey when she got anxious, she doesn't have to. Like she could change that. She she may love that about herself and that's fine. But you you can pick that about all sorts of things. And so I would encourage you to think through... You know, when you're making these intentions for the year, so many people talk about like your word of the year. I've heard a lot of people say, no more to this shit, whatever. Mm -hmm. I think it's been helpful for me not so much to pick a word, but to really think about like the intentionality of how I'm going to go throughout my year Mm -hmm. and what I want and what I want to change and what I want to lean into and what behaviors that I like want to edit. Because it's not about changing who you are but it's right because that's an example when abby just said like maybe maybe i like that that way that thing about myself that's a huge huge lesson i've learned i've probably been trying to navigate that for the past oh decade honestly because there are many things that you know with how we were as kids or what people would say about us as we were growing up or say about us now or how we react to things or whatever that come with a negative connotation. And so we immediately want to be like, oh, well, obviously I want to change that about myself. But what if, yeah, maybe that's how I react when I get high stress, but that personality trait also helps me in these other instances, or Mm -hmm. I really like it when it shows up here. And so if you truly like, yes, want to change it, it's toxic, you don't like it's hurting other people. That's one conversation. But I also don't think that you have to change every negative thing about yourself. Sometimes things we view as negative are actually our superpowers, right? Want to learn exactly step by step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get Get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. It used to really bother me that I was so I would like very religiously check numbers how are we performing in sales how is this how is blah 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 blah. and for a long time I thought y'all you just need to let it go you need to not think about it as much like it is distracting blah and so I stopped for a while and similarly to Emily not leaning into her intuitive nature me letting numbers be what they are whatever hurt our business because mm-hmm. even if some of the pattern of which I was doing it was a little bit obsessive or hurting my mental state, it was also really helping me understand cause and effect and flow and cash and like how things happen within our business and why. And yeah. And I'm a very analytical thinker. And so to like remove something that helps me process information was damaging. And so instead, I had to come up with a process that allowed me to take the emotion out of it. Because I think the, the real reason it was distracting initially was I would look at it and I would have an emotional response. Right, right. And instead... It's not that I didn't need to look at it. I didn't need to stop that behavior. I needed to have a way to process it to understand the information. Mm -hmm. And so now I have like very, and I'm sure Emily doesn't even know half the shit I do with it. And that's fine. But like I have very systematic weekly reports that I pull. I'm keeping tabs on our budget and keeping tabs on where we're going for the quarter in the year. And well, yes, we have goals and some of them are, it would be nice if we did blah, blah, blah. Some things are like, if we don't do this, we can't pay our people. And so right. I know the difference between those yes. two and yep. can raise 
attention when it's an actual issue versus when we said we wanted to have 17 million. So we need to do this. Which, by the way, that's not our goal this year. No, no, I literally made up a number. (laughs) So I think this can work regardless of the kind of person you feel like you are. Like, you may love certain things, hate certain things, feel like certain things are not working for you. But I want you to assess, is it the thing that's not working for you? Or is it like your reaction to the right. thing that's not working for you? How you're understanding that thing. Yeah. Because what we've also learned is regarding numbers still. So I, I like Abby has really stepped into more actual, not actual as in you weren't before, but calling yourself CFO, owning that title, being in that department. And I also think that helped you look at stuff in a different way. Like this is I'm the director of this. This is my job. Like this is my responsibility to look at this. It's not you being an an owner that's like obsessively refreshing and checking stuff. So I definitely think that helped. But what also helped, I know this is different for people who don't have teams, especially for people who don't have a partner, but this works for anything in your business or your life. You need to understand your boundaries and what Mm -hmm. messes with your headspace. And I have been able to articulate a lot better what version of the analytics I want to hear that's helpful to me and what version is not helpful to me, both in my personal finances and in business finances. So I just have to understand what those are, communicate that with my partner and with Abby to be like, you can go balls deep into this like analytics spreadsheet. I only want to hear this part. I only want to hear that part, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. So if you have those boundaries that you can set in anything in your life or business, you first need to get clear on what it is that you want so you can communicate that with the people in your life so they can deliver to you what's going to be helpful for you. Yeah. And just as like a practical application. So I remember back in the day when Jared hated his shop and he would come home he had this 45 minute vent session every day and it was messing with our marriage. Like it was like a whole thing. And so I had to very specifically set up some boundaries around what was okay and what was hurting me. Yeah. And I remember that being so incredibly helpful, but even still, I think setting those boundaries, even if it feels totally unrelated to your job, I think it has a huge impact because your mental state is just like it. You can draw like boundary lines that I'm going to stop working at this time, blah, blah, blah. But like if you wake up and you still feel like shit because of what happened the night before, you're not going to perform as well at work. I remember just having this conversation a couple of days ago where what you don't see on social media is all the shit that has gone wrong with our renovation. I try to be positive (laughs) as much as possible, but there has been a shit show in the background. So many delays and some contractors that I could be very verbal about, but I'm not. (laughs) But Jared would bring it up every day. And like every time someone came over to the house, he would go into the story about it. And he he got pretty upset at me. Why won't you let me talk about it? Blah, 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 blah. And I said, okay, babe. It's not that I'm not upset. I am just as upset as you are about the whole situation. Like it sucks totally. 
But here's the thing. I have to live here for a long time. And the more I continue to delay falling in love with my home and feeling grounded in my home Mm -hmm. just creates this discontentment in my life. And it's like every time you look at your entryway floors, do you want to think back to the argument you had with the contractors about the slope? Every time you look at this thing over here, you know what I mean? Like you don't want those memories tied to walking into your front door. No. And so I'm like, not that I'm not going to forget, but like the sooner that can just like die off is not the constant thing that's like swirling around, the better. But there's likely things in your life that you are just really letting happen to you, if that makes sense, where you get to control more than you give yourself credit for. You can set up boundaries with your spouse, with, I I don't know, I don't personally have as much experience with a child, but like, I would imagine there's some things you could maybe do. Emily, all the verbal abuse that comes from having a toddler. But do set your boundaries. Here's one thing I can give you guys. So one of the things that was really raking on my nerves and, you know, kids do this, toddlers do this. It's not new and it's not a reflection of who I am. That part I get. Like, I don't have a problem with understanding that. But she will say, you know, when she doesn't like a decision or something that I've said to her, she goes, you're mean. And I don't like that. You're being mean. Well, I we're a house that like, you can have the emotions that you want to have. That's 100% totally fine. You can be mad at me. I'm not mad that she's mad at me. You can be mad at me all of the time. I literally don't care. That's totally fine. What I can't do though is it's not fair for me for you to say I'm being mean when I'm setting boundaries or when I'm being serious about your safety or when insert whatever here, right? So I decided, okay, well, she's saying I'm being mean because that's the language that she has. That's what she knows what to say, right? So it's my job to educate her on using other forms of words, language, descriptors, whatever to say what it is that I'm doing. So if she's mad because I'm setting a boundary about, like, I don't like when she's playing in the kitchen when I'm cooking, it stresses me out. You can play right outside the kitchen. I can still see you. You're right here, but like, just don't be in the kitchen just drives me crazy. And so I say, go play over here, not in here. So she'll sometimes say, you're being mean. So what I have started to say is, I'm not being mean, I'm setting a boundary. And I just leave it at that. So just the other day, something like that came up and she goes, I'm mad that you're setting a boundary. (laughs) And that to me is so much easier in my head to process because she can absolutely be mad that I'm setting a boundary. Like she's allowed to feel that emotion. I acknowledge that. I empathize with that. It doesn't change that that boundary exists. Right. I mean, just because you said it doesn't mean everyone around you is going to accept it all the time. Right. Right. And you may have to really reinforce it in your environment. But if it's something that's important to you or it's something that's altering your state in a negative way or whatever, it's your response. No one else is going to uphold your boundary unless you uphold your boundary. Right. And, but this, it's the same rationale as to like why you, you don't want to chase happiness. You need to chase contentment. The same thing is true with these boundaries. You can be the worst person at enforcing your boundaries, either in that, like you say it one time and then you just let shit bother you for the next um, umpteen amounts of time or 
you could be a total bee about it every time someone breaks a boundary. Right. But I promise you, people are a lot more agreeable when you're just like, hey, just a quick reminder, this bugs me. Could you blah, blah, blah. You know, I didn't realize how much of the friction I experienced in my early marriage was related to just assuming my partner knew and understood what I wanted. What did I see the other day where it said unspoken expectations is premeditated resentment? Yeah. Mm. And so, so I have been, you know, when you're in a new environment, there may be things that never bugged you about your old environment, but in this new place, it changes. So I've just been, it's all the time. But I was like, okay, where do we put the car keys? I know right. this is a simple thing, but like if we don't agree on where we put right. the car keys, we're going right. to have a problem. Right. Hey, it really bugs me when the stools are all like wobber jabber. You know? <laughs> I want them to look like this. And the funny thing is, because I was clear and I was kind, I wasn't even in the room. And I could hear him explaining to his <laughs> parents, hey, by the way, it really bugs Abby if you don't put the chairs back like this. Like, could you do that? And right. he was like explaining my boundary to other people. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, well, if you're kind about it, people are way yeah. more likely to just do the thing that takes them five seconds anyway. Yep. I want to kind of wrap this up with a giant disclaimer, honestly, of I, I hope you heard throughout this episode that the examples that we gave are small instances in your life and your businesses, preferences for the way that your house is, conversations with your kids, different things in your business or whatever. The thing that we didn't touch on, because I don't think it's appropriate for it to fall into the same category of, oh, it's just a simple mindset shift, is all the other shit that's going on in the world right now. And I do not want you to hear that we're oversimplifying the drastic emotional toll that the news, our political environment, our social landscape have for so many people in this country and in this world. Those are not the same things. If you are in a negative headspace, if you are not even remotely content with what's going on in the world right now, you don't have to be. You don't. That is not something that you need to fix right now, even if you know it's super toxic and it's hurting you. Because there are some things that it's beyond right now. And there's a lot of stuff that's going to have to take a lot of work from all of us to fix our headspaces, our friendships, our relationships. And that is beyond what we are in the scope of even talking about in this episode. So if that's where your headspace is at, I honor that. I respect that. I absolutely do not think it's a simple thing for you to pick up and move on from whatsoever. If you have mm-hmm. a question about a business thing, a, a quick life thing, house thing, kid thing, we got you on that. Okay? Yeah. We're here for you. And I encourage you to, when you can, respect what you need. Yeah. Give yourself space. Give yourself time. and. Never once did either of us say that you shouldn't like have an emotion. If you're angry, be pissed. Like if you're because I spent so long not feeling feelings and it fucked me up. Feel your feelings. Right. (laughs) 
Right. Let me not be angry so I don't feel angry. (laughs) That's not how it works. (laughs) Well, I know we didn't necessarily touch on what we started to talk about today. We'll save that for another episode, but I really love where this went. And I hope you guys got something out of it. Send us a DM. Let us know what your takeaways were. I'd love to hear from you. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor, to get podcast updates and all the behind the scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.